Drums, please! Our lovely Audible viewers, welcome into episode 41 of the Get Around Podcast. We appreciate you sticking with us after we decided to take a week off. We have James Cook in the building. I'm Brett Summers. And you're not going to believe who's joining us in the third seat today. Uh, Jake Atnip is gone. Fired already. Someone's, re- someone's rejoicing. You've heard his voice. You know how happy he is about this. Uh, but making a wonderful cameo appearance this week, former host of this show, Brendan Queeley. Thanks, I- for, thanks for jumping in. I have been just uh, terribly depressed since I left, <laughs> and uh, so it's been a real challenge. Uh, you know, I've been hitting the bottle pretty hard, and uh, I'm just, uh, you know, i got to tell you, I'm, I'm glad to be back on the air. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty emotional. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I was gone for what, three weeks, two weeks? I think it's longer than that, isn't it? Okay. (laughs) I mean, it's at least two since we did the last one, and you weren't on that one. That was Harrison Beebe. Hey, look, we get that shout-out right out out of the way. Get it right out, yeah. See, now, when you wanted that tearful goodbye from me, I was like, no, you're going to be back. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I kind of figured I'd be back, too. But, uh, hey, I'm on the show, and I have zero knowledge about local sports right now because... I have been um, attending one board meeting after the other and really getting <laughs> deep into the uh, education beat here at the Traverse City Record Eagle. That's okay. There, I mean, there hasn't, to be fair, been a whole lot of local sports going on, but we have a good show anyway. But before we get into that, I know this is supposed to be a local show. I don't know about you guys, but today is a really great day for me. You know, the, the national news that dropped last night, LeBron joining the Lakers. I, I'm on cloud nine right now. How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> I, you know what? I have uh, very little feeling about that. Um, it does not affect my life whatsoever. You were tweeting about it or something yesterday. I did because I like posting GIFs slash GIFs slash chunky peanut butter, whatever it is. <laughs> GIF. Jeff the chunky okay. peanut butter. Okay. Do you like now you get it? I, I yeah, like no. smooth, but I don't sometimes. eat peanut butter, so the reference kind of went right over my head. What the hell? You don't eat peanut butter? I do not. Why? You never had like I, I don't like it. Oh, that's I don't I can You and my mom, she likes jelly sandwiches. Just two pieces yes. of white bread Toast. and jelly. Not bread. But Toast. She just likes the But I can count on my two hands, on the one I can count the number of cups of coffee I've had in my life, and on the other I can count the number of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches I've had in my I've life. I've never had a cup of coffee. Ever? Except for when I was in the uh, minor leagues, major leagues. I had a cup of coffee in the major leagues. Oh. That's what. That's with the, the White Sox, huh? That's the expression, yes. <laughs> you uh, see, yeah, you with peanut butter and Jake with eggs. Jake has an unexplicable hatred of eggs. Huh. That is weird. You know what I have an inexplicable <laughs> I know where you're going of. with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but we took last week off because uh, uh, we were. Brett, it was just going to be you and me, and then Jake decided to jump in, and we said, ah, oh, well, we'll cancel the podcast now. Um, but yeah, both of our voices were a little hoarse. Mine more than yours after uh, spending the uh, the weekend, weekend in Ohio, going to Cedar Point. Yeah, the Tigers-Indians game really got us going. Yeah. Or not. You know what else got me going? Six shots of whiskey, eventually. 
took a while. It did take a while. It was that big old burger that really was just that half up all yeah, that half pound. I don't even remember where we ate that, but I think it was called like Town Hall or Town Square. Dang, it was good. Yeah. You should have gotten the bacon added like I did. And the egg. Yeah, that was the I fried egg. Should have thrown that on there as well. Since yeah, since I was paying for it, you might as well just go hog wild. Might as well or burger wild, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> It was a, it was a tr- it was a fair trade off a meal for the for the gas there yeah. and back. Yeah, I passed out on a roller coaster. That was. Fun. We'll get into that later. That's in the bulletin board. Is it the Cedar Point recap? Oh, sweet. So, nice. we'll get there. Are we going to get into the show at any point? Yeah, right Mr. now. Host, right now. We're going to talk about take, LeBron. You need to take right? control of this. Right now. So we're not going to have an in depth LeBron talk. No, I'm just. I just wanted to express the fact that I'm on cloud nine and I'm. Did you? I I, ne- I didn't ever think it was actually going to happen. I I was in complete denial that that was a realistic possibility. I thought everybody else, it was just a pipe dream they were enjoying, and so I I never let my expectations get too high. I, I would have gone I, to Philly if I was L.A. Brown. That's that's not a bad fit either. I have I have a friend of mine on Facebook who is it LeBron renounced James? his Lakers fandom. Because LeBron James signed with Lakers. Well, then he wasn't a Lakers fan. He was he's, a Kobe fan. He said he was a lifelong Lakers fan. Well, that doesn't uh, even make sense because that's how, the, I mean, that's what the Lakers have been their entire history. If they don't draft the player like Kobe, they go and get the player to lead the team to championships. Yeah, so how the, do you reconcile that debate of Kobe versus LeBron? And, I mean, there are a lot of Kobe lovers who were LeBron haters so how do you think they will now reconcile the fact that LeBron is a La Laker? I think it'll be difficult. Kobe did go on ESPN a couple different programs today, kind of talking about it. And I was but wasn't surprised that he sort of took the high road on this and you know that he wants LeBron to lead them to as many championships as he can and that kind of thing. But, I mean, I loved Kobe growing up, watching him play, and... I've always enjoyed LeBron. I haven't really, aside from the championship that he brought to Cleveland, I've never really enjoyed many of the circumstances that he's had success under. I didn't like how the Miami group came together, and you know, I didn't really care about Cleveland one way or the other until we visited. You know, now I, that's it's a fine place. Or now that LeBron's gone, maybe it isn't. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said Cleveland wasn't really that great of a place. They, show, they showed Fourth Street on ESPN last night after he announced the decision. Nobody was out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't hear anybody burning jerseys or anything like that. It, a lot of the fans were. No, Dan Gilbert even gave some nice words this time on LeBron's way out. But, I mean, I think once they hit the court and the Lakers start winning games, and I'm not going to pretend like they're going to be. Among the NBA's elite next year, I think they're probably at best the third best in the West. There's a lot of est words. Uh, <laughs> third best in the West. <laughs> Lest we forget somebody else. Yeah, but what if they get Kawhi? I don't think they're going to. I think, at least for this year, they're they're just set with who they've got. I mean, the, the few minor free agents that they signed after LeBron already. Yeah, they've got Lance Stevenson. Yeah. Cue that cue that meme. Yeah. Whose ear is he blown into this time? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think once they hit the court and start winning games, you know, they'll they'll get over it. I mean, did did those fans that didn't want LeBron, I mean, did they prefer them to just keep sucking? The last five years were 
brutal. Well, see, that's the whole thing. Uh, to talk about me as much as I love to in my White Sox fandom, I hated A.J. Pierzynski. Hated him. Wanted his family to die in a fiery car crash. That's not true. Uh, but Good cover. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, when he joined the White Sox, I was like, I like this guy. I like him a lot. Same thing with uh, Chris Arnold. Sale. Chris, I do not like him at all. I didn't even like him when he was on the White Sox. So, big old baby. Well, I don't know how I want to segue out of this topic. I could talk about it all day because I'm pretty happy about it. But we do have a show to conduct. You're very distracting, Brendan. I don't... It's uh, it's my beautiful eyes. <laughs> I told you, I get lost in them sometimes when I stare, stare in the mirror. It's like, wow, you are one... Six hours later, you you're like, holy, one, look at the time. You were one disappointing-looking individual. <laughs> That's what I say to myself. <laughs> I told you my I mantra every time. You see you hide in your eyes. I, I, I told you my mantra every time after I'm done working out, I go and look in the mirror and say, you are one sloppy, fat piece of shit. Did you know that, Brendan? You really are. How's that working for you so far? I just go and I... <laughs> <laughs> This was not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing worse than Brendan as the host is Brendan as the guest. Yeah, I don't really get how that quite works, that you're worse when you don't have control of the podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to sabotage it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, before you do, let's jump into these all-region teams. We'll start with girls' tennis, and uh, we're just going to run through a bunch of these uh, names pretty quickly. I'll start with the singles honorable mentions, and already I apologize a name that I'm probably not going to pronounce correctly, but I'll I'll give it a shot at Mamie Scholl, a sophomore from Petoskey, Paige Fisher, sophomore from TC West, and Catherine Seeger, a sophomore from Charlevoix. James, I'll throw it to you for the HM doubles. For the double scenes, we have Margaret Sutherland and Mallory Kosh from Traverse City Central, Mary Mobby and Maddie Muzlakovich from Traverse City St. Francis, Mary-Kate Taylor and Annie Marcotte from Cadillac. Don't we all wish that it was Ashley Taylor, so it was Mary-Kate and Ashley Taylor? Maybe that is her middle name. <clears throat> that's, that's not a missing space there. Her first name is one word, Mary-Kate. With so a I'm saying, okay. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, are we, no, I are get, we picking I get up it. on that <clears throat> reference, guys? I get it. What I'm saying is maybe her middle name is Ashley. Oh. We don't know. Let's call her up. Maybe. Let's, uh... Call, call her up right Probably. <laughs> All right, so what are we moving on to now? Am I, am I doing something here? Yeah, so with the tennis, we'll jump right into the Dream Team doubles. And you can start there, Brendan. Dream Team doubles, starting things off. Bailey Swanson, a senior, and Reagan O'Connor, a freshman. Traverse City Central, uh, Big North and regional champs. They reached the state quarters. Uh, taking home first team all state honors. No easy feat there. Finished the season 24 and 8. And Swanson is a four time BNC champ and a two time Dream Team member. She finished at 109 wins and 26 losses for her career. Not too shabby. Not at all. Sydney McCardle, a senior, Mary Mass, junior for TC Central, also uh, locking in another doubles tandem. They held the best winning percentage for the Trojans this year with a record of 27-5. and five. The pair earned Big North and Regional Championships two years in a row and had a 19-1 streak during the regular season. And their only loss in that span came against the Division I semifinalists. Uh, they reached the state quarterfinals for the second straight year. 
We've got Lillian Janes and Lily Bobrowski from Traverse City, St. Francis. Janes is a senior, Bobrowski a freshman. They reached the state semifinals as the number six seed at number one doubles. They put up a 20-7 and seven record uh, as a team, took home first team All-State, Done two of those seven losses were to the eventual state champions in Division Four. And the final doubles team on the Dream Team: Emma Michaela, a junior; Sophie Waldvogel, a sophomore from Petoskey. The duo took turns switching between number three and four doubles during the season. Had a fourteen and three record together. They were BNC and regional champs at four doubles and beat Traverse City Central and Traverse City West. They reached the state semifinals, scoring the only points for the Northmen in the state tournament. Before we get into the dream team of players, we'll announce our coach of the year. Brendan, take it away. One of my favorite interviews uh, that I did when I had the chance, every time I had a chance to talk to this guy, uh, the one and the only Paul Bandrowski. Uh, this guy advocates for tennis in northern Michigan pretty much like no other. Uh, led St. Francis to a Division Four runner-up finish. Uh, the Glad scored points in all eight flights uh, at the state finals and reached the quarterfinals uh, at a minimum for all those players. He's also done a great job with the boys program. Uh, Trevor City, St. Francis has really put itself on the map as a um, perennial contender, thanks to Paul. He's done a heck of a job recruiting, too. I think it was somebody who said something like one out of every three girls in the school is I think one out on of four, but yeah. Something yeah, like that, yeah. Ridiculous. That's, that's still a pretty, yeah, pretty ridiculous uh, ratio there. We'll jump into the Dream Team players now. Sophie Jackson, sophomore from Traverse City Central. She was a regional champion, earned the number six seed at the number two singles state tournament. She had a 20-12 record on the season and qualified for the quarterfinals. After a slow start, Jackson won 17 of her final 21 matches. We've got Paige Davies, a, a sophomore from Traverse City St. Francis. She was the number four singles state champion in Division Four, went undefeated for the season, going 27-0. and It's also her first year playing at St. Francis. Uh, sophomore never lost more than three sets in a match, handing state runner-up Hannah Hodgson her second loss of the season, 6-0, 6-2 in the state finals. Now I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb, take a shot in the dark here, and say that our next honoree is related to Nathan Sodini. Would that be correct? Maybe. Probably. I think it's probably. Jillian Sodini, freshman at Traverse City St. <clears throat> Francis, rang up a 20-7 and seven record at uh, two singles as just a freshman. First team All-Stater, uh, reached the state semis, and did not lose a match against any player in northern Michigan. So, yeah, she's going to be one to watch out for. East Jordan grabbed a spot on the Dream Team, repeat, actually, by Keegan Malpass, senior Red Devil, she was first team All-State and posted East Jordan's only win at the state finals. Uh, she reached the second round as a fifth seed, and she's the only player at East Jordan to post state finals victories since 1976. Uh, then we got Andy Bandrowski, senior from Traverse City, St. Francis. Uh, she's a second-time Dream Team member. She was 17-8 and eight at the number one singles flight, first team All-State selection, made it to the quarterfinals as the number six seed at the number one singles flight and help St. Francis to a second-place finisher finish as a team overall in the state. And our Player of the Year in 2018 for girls' tennis, a repeat Player of the Year, Traverse City Central senior Autumn Roberts. Winter she, Bob. Sure. I'm sure she would greatly appreciate that nickname. But she's a first-team All-State. Spring so- Bobby? Bobby Springs. Bobby Springs. 
That rolls a little better. Yeah. Probably still wouldn't appreciate it much, but at least it, it rolls. Roberts was a first-team All-State selection and was 24-8 and eight on the season, bringing her career record to 120-26. and 26. The four-time Big North Conference champ was featured as the MHSA's Performance of the Week in May. She won a 2015 state title as a freshman and was named All-State two times during her career. Is she related to Julia Roberts? Maybe. Probably. Not. Probably not. But congratulations to all of those outstanding girls tennis players from this season. It was another quality effort all around that we have become accustomed to seeing from our area tennis teams. We're going to jump right into the boys' golf. James, you did a majority of the work on this, so you've got perhaps a little more insight uh, as Jake led the charge on tennis. But uh, we will start with the honorable mentions with this team as well. Ethan Summerfield, a junior from Suns Bay. Quinn Molesky, junior from Leland. Tyler Ostrom, a sophomore from Charlevoix. Matthias Erickson, senior Manistee. Adam Chittle, a sophomore at St. Francis. Joey Matucci, a sophomore at St. Francis. Ryan Meisner, senior Gaylord St. Mary. Harry Moody, sophomore, Boyne City. Preston Picard, a junior at Manistee Catholic. Drew Neff, junior Gaylord. Preston Ball, a freshman at Elk Rapids. Jack Resnich, a junior at Frankfurt. And Peyton Schindler, a senior at Frankfurt. James, start us off with the second team. Yeah, first off, we've got Nate Ball, a junior from Leland. Uh, he led to the Comets with an 81 at the Regionals to place fifth and uh, shot 86 and 84 at the state finals. Drew Honorable Mention All-State honors from the Coaches Association as a two-time All-Northwest Conference pick and had a season-low round of 73 at the Heathlands. Telling you the stuff that gets edited out of this podcast way more entertaining than what it, than what is left in. Always is. Yeah. Forever and always. Just like that uh, Shania Twain song. Yeah, forever and always. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Probably. Maybe. I love that one. Love it. It's not any man of mine, but... And I, I like the... There are two different versions. There's one that's less country. It's called, I think it's called the red version. That's, oh, the, that's the one that I like. Is that the, the album she released? There was literally for every song a country version and a pop version? It's possible. Yeah. She looked good on the cover. Next on the second team, Justin Bartenhagen, junior from Leland, shot an 88 at the regionals to tie for 11th. That was along with teammate... Quinn Molesky. Uh, he also led the comments with an 82 and an 84. I'm getting right around there. I shot a 43 on the uh, back nine of the uh, Grandview Golf Course on Saturday in the heat. Way to make it about you, Brendan. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, it was a best ball with myself and Harrison Beebe, but uh, I feel like I did the uh, the majority of the work, although he had a really nice uh, par on a par three. He was the only one out of uh, out of the four of us to put it on the green. Then oh. made a nice uh, approach putt from about 25 feet out and tapped it right in. Kudos, Harrison, but this show's not about you. N- uh, Nate, Nate and I played in the uh, the tackling TS thing over for uh, Edward Elmbrook, Tim Wurz charity golf outing. Mm-hmm. And did you swear as much as you did when you golfed with me? I did not. Okay, good. I don't know that I did maybe at all. Not out loud. Did Nate... Maybe. <laughs> what kind of golfer is our managing editor? He's about my level. Yeah. Just, but know. in terms of personality, yeah. because... Um, <laughs> he never got mad, never threw a club or anything. He's got a winning one. He held it together. If he only knew what I was like on this podcast, he would um, lose a great deal of respect. Because I'm going to tell you right now that 
he has not listened to one of these. Not the whole way through. <laughs> Couldn't possibly have. <laughs> <laughs> there are very few people who have gotten through an entire episode, except for myself. I listen every week. And Harrison and myself. Oh, yes. Harrison likes this when he's going for a run. Yeah, it's his pump-up music, man. <sighs> My two proudest moments, though, from that golf outing were that I, uh, I hit a 60-foot putt for birdie. Mm-hmm. Dang. And I hit someone else's cart. Nice. <laughs> did, did you wear your red shirt? Uh, I think it was blue. Oh, didn't go tiger. No. Keep pulling the difficult pronunciations here, so I apologize again in advance if it's wrong, but Jake Bedodwin, freshman of Charlevoix. Bedodwin. Probably not. Biden. <laughs> Biden Flavin. It's my... Uh, the scientist from The Simpsons? Professor Frank, yeah. who is also based on the, uh, I believe, the Jerry Lewis um, scientist character. Anyhow, Jake, a freshman. Any hootly doodle. That's how I take control of the show. I just say, anyhow, cut you off and continue moving forward. Mm-hmm. Freshman played a big... Part in the Raiders' run to 10th place finish at the D3 Finals. Finished 11th at the Regionals with an 83 and stayed under 90 in both his state final rounds. We've got Spencer Hahn, a senior from Charlevoix. He paced the Raiders at Regionals and in the state finals. Shot 73 at the Regionals to, uh, to be runner-up and a two-day total of 174 at the state finals. Uh, also helped uh, lead Charlevoix to a 10th place finish as a team. Junior Elk Jack Hawkins from Elk Rapids is next on our list of the second teamers. Helped lead Elk Rapids into the state finals as the Elks had all four counters shoot 88 or 89 in the regional. Improved from an 89 at the regionals to an 81 and 86 at the finals and was just eight shots out of the top 10. Garrett Genema, senior, TC Central, shot a 79 at regionals and placed sixth individually. He registered three top 10 finishes and was runner-up at the Gaylord Big North Meet. He's part of the team's academic All-State honor and averaged 84.57 shots per round. Joey Coach, a junior from Gaylord, averaged 80.6 shots per round this season, shooting in the 70s eight times. Uh, two-time All-Big North Conference pick was one of three Blue Devils to make the academic All-Conference team as well, uh, along with uh, two others that we'll get to here, and uh, also won the Gaylord Big North Conference event. Up next, Jared Nefsi, senior from Traverse City Central, all BNC selection, posted a season average just under 84 at 83 and a half shots, had four top 10 finishes, and always impressive for any athlete, earned academic all-state honors. I, I continue to say that the athletes that can balance both academics and athletics are uh, quite impressive because I was barely able to balance academics in high school. Because I had um, that, you know, just the roaring social life that I didn't have in high school. It was tough, tough to, uh, to keep up in class. Cadillac senior Aiden Raphael shot an 81 in the D2 regional, placed ninth, and qualified for the state championships. He shot rounds of 84 and 82 at the two-day event at the finals. This would be the second dream team that he's on, right? <clears throat> well, on this is second. Well. This is second. He's second team, but yes. I mean, I mean, All overall the team. team, yeah. Yes. Um, he's joined by Hunter Rule, a senior of Manton. Uh, he's a two-sport spring athlete. Um, also uh, starts for the Rangers baseball team. Had uh, Manton's lowest score by far in the Division Four regionals, shooting an 84. Um, he was the only person to crack 100. 
Now this is a tough one because are we sure, like, is this pronounced phonetically? If it is, it's John Slivka, a junior from Manistee Catholic. Now I have seen it spelled that way and some actually pronounce it Sliwa, which is possible. But hey, John, you are on the second team and you were second in regionals with a 79. Uh, qualified for the state finals as an individual, shooting rounds of 76 and 81 and was six shots out of the top 10. And our final second-teamer, Traverse City West senior Sam Terrell. He's an academic all-state pick uh, in golf as well as hockey in the wintertime. The team captain averaged 85.7 shots per round. He's going to the University of Michigan for engineering. Shot an 83 regionals to help the Titans qualify for the Division I state finals. All right, jumping to the dream team, I will let James introduce Coach of the Year before we get to the players. Yeah, uh, Tom Thor of Frankfurt. Uh, he helped lead the Packers. Or pa- <laughs> we're talking about the Packers. Uh, helped lead the regular Panthers Vince Lombardi here to back-to-back state finals appearances and uh, helped guide Will Newbold to a top ten finish and all state honors in Division Four. Our first dream teamer, Nick Rowley, senior at Gaylord. He is a repeat dream teamer. The Blue Devils co-MVP shot in the seventies thirteen times this season. Uh, averaging a 76.8, had a low round of 68, won the Gaylord Open, and was first team all Big North for the first time. Sorry, for the third time. Fun fact, that's that's 13 times more than I've shot in the 70s in my entire life. Evan Roback, senior Sutton's Bay, helped give the Norse a very deep and competitive team. He shot an 87 at regionals, which was good for ninth place, and 82 and 86 at the state finals. Kyle Putnam, junior from Gaylord, another repeat Dream Team member. Uh, three-time first-team All-Big North Conference pick, won the West Branch Early Bird, shot in the 70s 10 times with a low round of 71, uh, shot in 81 in regionals and rounds of 80 and 75 at the state finals. Will Newbold, a junior from Frankfurt, we've talked about him already, going to be a serious contender for Player of the Year next year, I would imagine, as a senior. Played his way into the state's top 10, was 8th in Division 4 with a second round 74 that followed a 76. Also earned first-team All-State recognition, shot an 83 at the regionals to take 6th, and averaged 76.5 shots around and set the Panthers' scoring record with a round of 69. Parker LaPointe, another Sutton's Bay senior, he shot a 79. That was second only to state runner-up Thomas Hersey, his teammate in regionals, and uh, followed that up with an 83-88 at the state finals. He had a season average of 82.8. And next we have Traverse City West freshman Murphy Kehoe. Uh, he burst onto the scene this year as a freshman for the Titans, uh, leading West to the Division One state finals with a two-round total of 154, uh, ending up just four shots outside of the top ten finish. Uh, also shot 82 at regionals uh, to be the top freshman score there out of 20 teams. Gaylor Jr. Brendan Gowan averaged 76 shots uh, per 18 holes, firing 13 rounds in the 70s. Again, 13 more than Brett Summers has in his entire life. Very interesting fact right there. I don't know if you guys heard it before, but I, I wanted to repeat it again. because It was riveting enough to include twice. Yes, for <laughs> sure, certainly. It's got me on the edge of my seat because... Uh, I need to know more about your golf game later on (laughs) and how many times you've shot in under 100. Uh, So, first team, all Big North, first team, all state, won the regional title with a 72 and tied for 10th at the D2 state finals, shooting a 74 and a 73. Getting down to our final few names here, Ryan Farisa, senior, Traverse City West, 
three-year letter winner, averaged 86 on the season, and was part of a competitive one through four for West that qualified for the state finals. He earned academic All-State with a 3.99 GPA and is headed to the University of Pennsylvania to study math. Led West with an 81 at regionals. One of the strong names that we've got on here, Jack Bostwick. That one just, it's a strong male name. Junior at Traverse City Central. Led the Trojans with a season best average of 82.67 repeating. Or maybe would it be 82.66 repeating? I think that's, and then we round up. It's true. I think we would do that. Posting three top three finishes in the process. Earned all Big North Conference honors and contributed to Trevor City Central's Team Academic All-State Honor again. Gotta love it when they're smart in the classroom and talented on the course. James, our player of the year, please. All right. Do we need a drum roll for this one? I think pretty much everybody knows this one. This was a slam dunk before the season even started. It's true. We could have recorded this before the season. We, we, we did record we this. Recorded the, we should have just recorded this when he was here. Yeah. We just got him to read his own thing. Look into the future. So he's a, a one-time get-around guest. Yeah, he's got his name on the big board. I'm guessing pretty much everybody can guess it. It's Sutton's Bay senior Thomas Hersey, the uh, Record Eagle Dream Team Player of the Year, Division Four state runner-up, and Coaches Association Super Team member. Guys shot a two-day 141 at the state championships, sixth best total in Division Four slash Class D finals history, averaged 72.7 strokes per or 18 hole round and 37 and a half uh in nine hole events uh, he tied a school record with a six under 66 at the heathlands and is headed to ferris state next year to play golf again congratulations to all of our all region recipients fantastic year we look forward to continuing the release of our all region teams hopefully in the coming weeks prior to them being released in print uh, but we are scheduled to release girls soccer on Sunday, July 8th. Girls and boys track and field will be released July 14th and 15th. Softball and baseball July 21st and 22nd. And then July 28th and 29th will reveal our male and female athletes of the year. That's overall, not by sport. And our final award will go to the school of the year on August 5th. Well, since I didn't make it clear, that was the pulse. We could feel the heart of the sports world beating, even if we didn't address it before the segment. We'll jump into the bulletin board and just a few notes from the last week or week and a half or so. We'll stick with the golf theme for a moment. Annika D., Traverse City West standout, she won the Michigan Junior Open with uh, rounds of 74 and 75 just this last week and qualified for the National Junior PGA Championship at Carney Hill Golf Links of Lexington, Kentucky, coming up next week. I think the most impressive thing about that is that she played the Michigan Women's Open and that back-to-back. Yeah, there wasn't even a day in between. The, the Michigan Women's Open was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Junior Open began on Thursday. So no, no rest in between. She played golf, full rounds of golf five days in a row. I think it would be fun for me to go golfing with Hersey and D. I don't think it would be fun for them. <laughs> In fact, I'm sure it wouldn't be. Not because you'd beat them either. No. Well, I was just making sure. No, I certainly wouldn't. I just think it would be fun to play with someone or some ones uh, that talented at the game of golf because I really haven't had the opportunity to do that. 
I mainly golf with uh, you guys and sometimes my dad. And on uh, the plus side, we make you feel really good about yourself. You do. Mm-hmm. Even even when I shoot a one ten, I'm like, wow! <laughs> I shot a one ten and I finished better than everybody First, else by yeah. a lot. For your personal confidence boosters. Yeah, it's what we do for you. I need it. We let our golf game suffer so that personally you can get through the day. Thanks. You're welcome. That's extremely generous. I'm humbled by your contributions to my self-esteem. I'm humbled by your contributions to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And all of them that will be edited out. Very true. Uh, The Michigan Women's Open, Elizabeth Nagel won that. And I just wanted to touch on that for a second just because the ending was kind of cool. Uh, All the media and basically everyone that was there was kind of following along with the leaders group uh, of which Elizabeth Nagel was not a part of. She was in the second group. And turns out the scoreboards were wrong all basically all day long uh, so we thought that Nagel was several strokes back and at worst with how 18 turned out for the leaders group there was going to be a playoff between Nagel and one of those leaders well it turns out she actually won by three strokes even she had no idea and I was standing nearby uh, when someone walked up to her who apparently had been paying much closer attention than everyone else and congratulated her on the win and She's like, well, I didn't win. I, I have to go do a playoff now. And she wasn't correct. She she had indeed won. And basically as soon as uh, she found that out, she kind of started to cry And at her post-round press conference and the acceptance of the check and trophy and all that. You know, she said that that's just very uncommon for her. She's not a crier. So just kind of a cool moment to see a tournament play out in a pretty unexpected way, both uh, – because she didn't know and because of some scoring errors. Did she get one of those big old Happy Gilmore checks? She, I don't it think it was. It, it wasn't like the, uh, I don't know, what would that be, like a six-foot-long check? It was more like the four-foot, like a four-foot-by-two-foot variety maybe. Um, but, you know, still something to hold on to. $6,000 that... Uh, well, that, and that was her first pro win. She was from DeWitt, so she'd been golfing Crystal Mountain since she was like 10 years old. And uh, so that was pretty cool for her to pick up her first pro victory at a course that she's played for so long. We don't often talk about the beach bums on this podcast. What? Why are we? Very briefly. Oh, man. It's more about <laughs> Dan Roan than it is the beach bums. But the manager uh, for Traverse City, Dan Roan, he picked up his 1,300th career managerial win last night in a 4-2 win over River City. So congrats to him. Uh, James, before we jump to the Cedar Point recap, you ran into Traverse City, St. Francis, and Michigan football alum Joe Carriage. He's uh, also probably got training camp with the Packers coming up here pretty soon. Any interesting tidbits or information from that? Maybe you just found out what kind of beer he likes to drink. Well, he was, you know, he's back in town for the Cherry Festival, so I bumped into him. And uh, I don't know if I can say too much else because I think what happens at Shimmers stays at Shimmers. <laughs> Fair enough. We would we would like him to be on this podcast at some point. We're trying. I, I did ask him that, and he, he seemed very agreeable to it. We're trying to make that happen before he does have to report to Green Bay. So you know, keep your ears open for that. Hopefully, we can bring him in as a guest. That would be pretty cool. I did almost go beyond uh, one other topic prior to our recap of Cedar Point roller coasters, but that's Kalkaska. 
head basketball coach, girls basketball coach, Dave Dalton. He did step down. Uh, Jake Apnip uh, had the details of that in the paper about a week or so ago. But that's just, um, I mean, that was a, a surprise to everyone. Basically, the school informed him, hey, you can uh, continue coaching and you know give up your job teaching or continue teaching and give up your job coaching. You got to pick and tried to find some part-time work to try to continue coaching because he wasn't ready to be done. Uh, but unfortunately for him and probably for that program, he was not able to find requisite employment. And now the Blazers will be under new leadership next winter so that's i mean he's been the he's been the face of that program for a long time and you know he talked about it in the story and it he talked about it in jake's story just the fact that calcasco probably draws for girls basketball better than any other girls program in northern michigan maybe the state so it's uh really just kind of a, a tough situation for everybody in calcasco well that gamer that i wrote in the calcasco that 65-inch gamer? 50 and a half inches. That's ridiculous, though. <laughs> is, is that even more ridiculous now that you're doing news and you have much tighter deadlines, or I mean, much tighter word counts? Well, what's, what's crazy is that my story about the proposed changes to the social studies curriculum in the entire state of Michigan was like 49 inches, <laughs> yet this gamer <laughs> about a girls' basketball game was 50 and a half but that gym was rocking that night. I mean, it was packed to the brim. And the one thing that I'll say about Dave Dalton, and even though I take my shots at him from time to time on the podcast, they are, um, what do they call them, love jabs? Is that a thing? They are now. All right, love jabs. <laughs> at, uh, Dalton, Dalton is the guy that he'll go, bat at, he'll go to bat for every single one of his players. He's often in an honest interview, uh, and... Uh, I did like uh, the times that I got to sit down and talk to him, so I think that he's definitely going to be missed uh, at that school um, uh, or as at that program. So, I, yeah, he just did a great job in his 23 years, 400-plus wins, and I, one, of the, one thing that really stood out to me was the 22 All-Staters. Uh, that's pretty impressive uh, to create athletes like that. Mm-hmm. He, he goes to bat for everybody, too. I mean, if you, if you ask him about... You know this player, or this player for another team. He'll he'll give you an honest analysis of how good that player is, and you know, and if they're a, if they're a really good player, he'll push them. I think you know to other coaches and other people who we think can vote for you know all state teams and all this kind of stuff. So he, he pushes everybody from all around the area as well. Um, but especially obviously his his own kids getting yeah. twenty two all staters. I mean, it, and the, just the consistency. If you look to their record from year to year. The consistency is amazing. It's like I, I can't remember if he has a season where they've won less than 17, like in the last 20 years. Like every year it's 17 to 20-some to wins. It's just to have that kind of winning every year, you know, says a lot about the program that you've built up. Yeah, that's going to be – those are uh, tough shoes to fill for sure. I will certainly be interested to see if he – you know, if there's a private school or – something like that that comes along where he can you know make this work because it had to do with his his pension and how much money he was making teaching versus coaching and added together and all that stuff but i just have a hard time believing he'll be able to keep himself out of, out of the gym for a prolonged period of time i thought it was crazy that he said he'd coach for free yeah and i'm like and then they couldn't 
Yeah. Why not just hire him for a dollar then? Doesn't that isn't that like a loophole? Couldn't you just hire him for a dollar? That's what my grandma sold my sister her car for. Right. I mean, as long buck. as you pay something, but I don't, maybe there's some kind of minimum there or rule that I don't understand. I just thought it was crazy. Like I would never work for free. It is a uh, it's it is an unfortunate situation all the way around. What was not an unfortunate situation was you and me getting fast passes at Cedar Point, much to the chagrin of Mr. BB. He's still a little butter. He's a little salty. That. Yeah. But it was worth it. Yeah, I dropped $110, and, you know, I didn't really care. I just can't eat for a couple of weeks. Is that... Is uh, that... Other than peanut butter, I can eat <laughs> peanut butter. <laughs> At least peanut butter's cheap. Yeah, that it is. And uh, good protein. <laughs> yep. You know where that protein's going? <laughs> right around the belly area. <laughs> Not if that's all you're eating. But... Uh, oh, pudgy butter. <clears throat> You you mentioned earlier Millennium Force. You passed out on yes, it. Yes, I did. I would guess that a solid amount of our audible viewers have been to Cedar Point. So explain, please. Well, Millennium Force takes you up about three hundred and ten feet, then drops you down at a, a pretty steep angle, close to ninety degrees, I would imagine. Uh, and then there's that that first turn, and the G forces hit me, whatever it was, and I just. I lost consciousness for a little bit. I was down for the count, and then I woke up, and I was a little scared by what had happened and then got right back into it and started yelling again on the way to losing my voice. Please tell me you got one of those photos that they have that they take. The Unfortunately, the they, the, they didn't have a the camera line. right there where he passed out. Oh, that would have been awesome. But we got right back in line because we had the flash passes or the fast passes or whatever the hell they're called. Fast lane, I think. Fast lane passes plus. Fast plus lane pass doesn't matter they were totally worth it so we got right back in line for millennium force and i had uh, uh forgotten to spit out my gum before we got back <laughs> on and at one point uh i, I think i had made that recommendation to you earlier you in the day which was yeah also made it funny and uh yeah it lodged itself in the back of my throat and i'm like oh yeah, i'm choking uh i'm gonna die on this roller coaster and uh, fortunately uh, pressure from the roller coaster then popped it out and uh yeah then i just launched it into the air probably hit some poor kid right in the face but you stayed conscious the second time i did yeah because we weren't in the front seat i really think that what was that's what did me in the first time we yeah we waited front for front row on the first go around yeah we, i mean we read we rode all the best rides including the new one steel vengeance twice amazing amazing so ride. much better the second time you want to go back? Yes. <laughs> Harrison and uh, our friend Parker are going to Six Flags Great America at the end of July. Oh, um, really? They're in Gurney, Illinois. Sadly, I don't think I can arrange uh, another weekend away from home probably anytime soon. Your uh, wife and soon-to-be mother of two? Yes. She give you the, uh, the old stink eye when you came home? Well, I haven't seen her. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, no, she wasn't mad. She wasn't even mad that I bought the Fast Pass. She was like, oh, that totally makes sense. That sounds like the smart thing See, to do. That's, that's a reasonable wife right <laughs> you know, there. I, some, I don't know. Some guy said that waiting in line is half the experience, and I just... Seven and four is Brett Cast is an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> uh, you said that very convincingly. I don't think Cass listens to the get around, but if he if that if he hears that, I want to I want him to ask you how s- serious you were about that statement. What, right now or no, not right now. Later. I like Cast. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. He's good people. 
He's an incredible white rapper. If you guys don't know about this, uh, look up Forecast. <laughs> Numeral four. Yeah. Right? Numeral yeah. four, K-A-S-T, Forecast. Yeah, and it's uh, surprising that he's not a... Uh, that he a doesn't have a label? Man. No, he should be a meteorologist. Oh. Forecast. But yeah, he's uh, he's got this uh, great song called, I think it's called Brand New. Uh, we listened to it on the way down to Cedar Point. And, uh, if you like T-Pain. I gotta tell you. It... Uh, <laughs> It was something. It was a, it was a song. Uh, the, at the very least, I can say that it fit into the genre of music. You guys miss me so much. Oh, uh, yeah, this is so fun. I might have to put a little snippet of that song in the podcast. Oh, yeah, you got to ask him. Yes. Be like, can you send me the MP3 of that terrible thing that you did with your friends in high school? <laughs> I just like the fact that he was willing to share that because he knew he knew what it was. That I will give him. That he was, was not presenting it to us as if it was golden. No, he was like, "Listen to how terrible this is. This was something that I that I produced." And yeah, you got to give him props for that. That concludes the bulletin board. We don't have a guest this week. We do have one lined up for next week, but I'm not going to share who that is yet. Uh, just need to. Reconfirm it. Iron out the details. If Iron you, out the if details. You conf- if you say it right now on the podcast, that puts a lot of pressure on Ethan Ansick to be here. <laughs> well, I didn't want to pressure Ethan too much. I believe that he'll be here. He said he would be here. Just start tweeting him every day. Hey, you going to be on the podcast? Hey. <laughs> He's like, I've said yes every time you've tweeted at me. So with the absence of a guest this week, we'll jump right into the Hall of Fame We've got several more worthy candidates from the spring sports season that we're going to enter retroactively. I'll get us started. Brett Zimmerman, a name that you're certainly going to hear coming up with the release of the all-region baseball team, uh, Frankfurt catcher. Surprisingly, we didn't catch the Zimmerman fever this, this spring. It is hard to believe that he didn't make it. Certainly deserving. I think a batting average in surplus of 650 on the year, which is Almost 700, I think it was. Like 690? No. 685? I think it was 653. That's lit. Either way, yeah. That's almost incomprehensible. So he certainly needs to be in. Brendan, who are you throwing in? I am going to throw in Thermos Hersey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I call him Thermos because when I was in college, uh, I had a teacher from, I believe he was from uh, South Africa, and he taught us mass media law. We had this uh, kid in our class named Thomas, and uh, he always called him Thermos. And um, just because, I think just because of his accent, um, I don't know why it's still funny to me, but uh, I always, when I see the name Thomas, I always go Thermos. So every yeah every Thomas for, that you meet the rest of your life is going to be Thermos. Well, my apologies, Thomas. <laughs> but on the plus side, you are retroactively into the Get Around Hall of Fame. He joined us as a guest. We just heard he was our Boys Golf Player of the Year. Certainly deserving. I'm shocked that he's not in already. It's miraculous. But the opposite. Of Unmiraculous. <laughs> James, who do you have? Maya Dean from Traverse City West, girls soccer. She's been just like one of the leading assist playmakers in this in this area in soccer this year. Um, another one that I was just kind of surprised that we didn't we weren't able to put in one week. <laughs> Thank you for uncorking your marker to draw all over James Tallboy. 
It's not actually a tall boy. An Arnold Palmer. Arnie Palmy alert. Yeah, James drives around now and is always concerned that everybody who passes him as he takes a sip thinks he's booze cruising. He doesn't do that. So if you do see me, it's an Arnold Palmer. That's half iced tea, half lemonade, right? Light variety, too. Ooh. Watching my calories. Gotta watch that sugar intake. So congratulations to Brett Zimmerman, Thomas Hersey, Maya Dean, who I think led the Titans in scoring this year, even above Dabrowski and... I think so. I don't think she led the team in goals, but I think no, with all the assists that she piled up, yeah, she did have more a, points. She did have a number of a number of goals uh, as well, <coughs> not did. just yeah. assists, but uh, fantastic spring seasons for all of those players. And I think we'll have at least one more week of retroactive entries into the Get Around Hall of Fame. So you can listen for those in episode 42 if we are so lucky to get there. Brendan's doing his best to torpedo this uh, Hopefully you'll be this done editing enter- this podcast by the time next week comes around. Brendan's doing his best to torpedo this entire enterprise that he created. You just can't stand to see it succeed without him. Well, it's nice to have you back for a trifecta, Brendan. I'm curious to hear your answers here because you said in a text, and I quote, I'm going to have so many. Yes, many O's. But so many O's. But July 1... my O face. (laughs) My so face. July 1 was... July 1? Sure. Can I say July 1? Do I have to say July 1st? Yes. July 1 was... The 1th of July. (laughs) In that case, I would say the 1st of July. I would say the 1th. July 1 was Bobby Bonilla Day, which, if you aren't familiar, uh, he played for the New York Mets and upon the end of his career, somehow managed to have his contract run. Does it run indefinitely? 25 years. Okay, 25 years. But every July 1, he's paid $1.19 million in salary. He's still on the Mets payroll. That's probably not the only reason that they suck, but probably hurts a little bit. That kind of judgment does not bode well for the future of a franchise. <laughs> but yeah, he, the, he has, the New York not, Metropolitans aren't really known for making good decisions. No. No, and he, he has not played for the Mets since 2001, and he's been getting over a million dollars every July 1st anyway. He's been getting first point first $9 million. <laughs> Thank you for that reiteration. So, behind this unofficial day, if there was an unofficial day named for you, what would it celebrate? Male impotency. <laughs> That was the first one you could come up with? That was the first one that came to mind last night as I was lying on my couch uh, wearing a T-shirt and free-balling it. Really, after I came up with, I I know I said I had so many, but after I came up with male impotency, I just started crying and um, (laughs) fell asleep. So, I guess uh, something to do with dogs, maybe. Uh, Oh, probably brother of the of the year (laughs) celebrate brother of the year son of the decade best sibling yes best there's a show on vh1 (laughs) called best sibling ever and it stars me every single week a few people don't understand what's happening uh my family said i can't go on vacation with them because uh i hate my guts so yeah so many uh is boiled down to just one and um celebrate male impotency on brendan queely day james what would your day be about no they already have one for me it's called saint patrick's day oh no uh, I mean, like, I don't know, National Kegerator Day? Mm. Kegerator? What does that mean? It's a refrigerator for kegs that you have. Oh, in, oh that makes know. sense. 
refrigerator. You never heard the term keg- kegerator before? Kegerator. No. Wow. I'm not a beer guy. Still a pretty common term. I, I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I'm sorry that I've disappointed okay. you, just like I've disappointed my family. <laughs> Making this theme run deep here today. What was yours? Protein shake day. I think of mine. Tilapia day. No. Peanut butter day. Just like leg day. Can't skip it. Can't skip leg day. Can't Never. skip skippy peanut butter either. Can't skip skip it. That toy that you used to round your ankle. I'm trying to decide what would be better. I prefer pre- pre-workout day or protein day. Protein, you could encompass so many more things, though. I mean, powders, <laughs> steaks, steaks. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just the way you looked at me with, like, so much seriousness. And you're like, powders. <laughs> they come in great tasting flavors. Extreme milk chocolate's my favorite. I've been thinking about getting Shakeology from uh, Beachbody. They've that's, got, uh, that's stupid. Vegan. It's so overpriced. It's $130 for a month. Oh, that's overpriced? That's way freaking overpriced. Okay. Don't do it. All right. Don't do it. All right. Just a money grab. They gotta pay for all their obscene marketing. Yeah, I'd rather use that on a flash pass. Fast yes. pass. Fast plus lane pass. <laughs> <laughs> Although it might be fun just to see everybody all hopped up on pre workout. Hopped up on goofballs. Okay. Powders. <laughs> Powdered sugar donuts. <laughs> now there's some beautiful looking headphones there. Uh, James was able to pick those up at the uh, Save Lot for a dollar along with a big bag of powdered sugar donuts. Look, you nailed it on the first try. It's like you've been practicing. <laughs> or listening to that over and over and over again. All right, well, we, that, we that, didn't play that one on our uh, on my final show. We didn't play the powdered sugar and headphones. No, we didn't. Yeah. How how did you not play that one? Because I was, uh, I, I don't know. That's a that is a major oversight on my part, and one of the reasons I was fired from this podcast. Well, this trifecta didn't go quite as I envisioned it but it was fun nonetheless well first of all you couldn't you hadn't thought of one by the time we got in here i was ready and rocking and raring to go with male impotency actually if you have male impotency you're not rocking and raring to go that's it that's the show folks this trifecta didn't go as i envisioned it but it went somewhere we hope you enjoyed it if you didn't it's brendan's fault Yes, please send your letters to bqueely at record-eagle.com. Make sure you have the dash in there if you don't have the dash in there. I think that's probably why we don't get a lot of the hate mail that people send is they forget the dash. So we should really let them know. Yes. Or not. But that is episode 41 of the Get Around Podcast. We appreciate it if you've made it to this point. We hope you're back for episode 42, and if you're not, we understand. (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to be on episode 42, so there's that. Yes, he's been Brendan Queeley returning. If you have indeed made it this far through this podcast, we would like to give away another four-pack of Beach Bums tickets. Just retweet, share this episode so that as many people as possible can hear Brendan's thoughts. He's been Brendan Queeley. He may or may not be back. James Cook, I'm Brett Summers. Thank you for listening to The Get Around. <laughs> <laughs>